Hey, this is Curtis from Witch Ripper, and you're listening to the epitome of stupidity. guys i'm brian and i'm clint we are the epitome of stupidity thanks for thanks for listening to our show today guys epitome we've got a great show we are allegedly a metal podcast today's show is gonna be all metal brian we'll hit puberty before it's over first things first real metal okay you ready ghost ghost is the greatest band ever (laughs) jesus i hope you're not recording i am shit he's recording (laughs) Welcome to episode 24. I didn't change the number. Not at all, but I, I still fucking got it. And well, that the- was Witch Ripper with Sucker Punch at the beginning. Motherfuckers. Um, in case you haven't noticed, or if for some reason you haven't listened, those guys are fucking good. Um, do that uh, and thank us in the morning. Yeah. So we got Curtis coming up here in a little bit. Um, Who is Curtis, Brian? Curtis is the front man, guitarist and vocals of the band Witch Ripper. New album Homestead just came out like a week or two ago. I don't know. I've been listening to it like 70 times. Buy it. It's on Bandcamp. Uh, I'm sure it's other places. I'm going to buy it on Bandcamp. The Well, okay, maybe not the minute, but minutes after we are done recording here. Along with a koozie because those koozies Get the fucking are koozies, pretty cool. Man. I'm getting, I just shut up. No, I'm talking koozie. to them, not oh, you. Okay. I oh, know buy the damn cooed. CD. Well, that too. I'm saying that to all of that. Get a shirt. Get a raglan. Or at least a digital download. Support the damn band. Do it. Anywho. What are we listening to? Go for it, Brian. Tell us. I, all day today, I listen to Lamb of Gord. All day. All effing day. I retract my previous statement. Right, Just sit this one out, champ. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Because at least you didn't say... Coldplay was it last week? Kings of Leon. Oh, Kings. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, I, did, I mean, I I listened to Witch Ripper three or four times this week. I listened to Clutch another time. I always think I'm gonna remember, but then I never do. I listened to to a lot of music this week. Yeah, you write your, your I stuff just, down. I've started writing mine down. I, yeah, uh, I listened to Sumac too. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. we'll get that, Summoner. You could <gasps> you could have left that out. Love I was Summoner. Leave that out. Actually, no, I wasn't going to leave that out. I found Summoner. I think they're good. Other than that, that's I, it. Uh, I don't need another fucking super band or whatever. No thanks. You didn't even know it was. How do you know that? I knew Joey Jordanson had something to do with it. I know that everything that he's done. No, I, I just don't know. Clint knows it all. I just That's. Um, yeah. Don't need, an, not, need another super group because the music doesn't matter. Factual. It matters who they are. All right. Anyways, what the hell? I, you know what? God damn it. I quit. Shut up. <laughs> This show just got ninety percent better. That's right. We were uh, we I'm were surprised we haven't wrestled on the floor mid show yet. This has <laughs> come close a couple times. Um, there. <laughs> anyways, uh, it was it was really gray and not like gray, but like dark gray and rainy here for the first three days of the week, and uh, I needed something to match that, so I went with the new Allison Chains and some a perfect. I ended up going back to that new a perfect circle. I was gonna say I didn't. But I saw it as soon as I was going to say, if you got gray, you got to go to ABC all day. I And I I like it so much more than I did. Codan is not gray. The first couple times I listened to it. it that new you did or, or you didn't? I do. No, I, it's, she's dog distracted. I know she's <laughs> Cone of the show dog. Uh, that, I, I found things in the back half of that album that I didn't really pay attention to before. You I, like it in the back half, Clint. That's why. Yeah, I do. like. I like the back half. Oh, yeah. I like the back we half. We know. I, shut up, right? I I was all excited about the new Sumac album because they've put out other oh, things so that bad. I I really like. They're going to get post metal band of the week by default, but no, I, I didn't agree to that. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the new album that either. It's terrible. It's not terrible. It is terrible. It's not. I terrible. just said it was. It's not terrible. I could not take it. Why did Why couldn't I? I this is a real question. Why couldn't I take it? What did I say about it? I don't fucking know. I, I said to you. I was listening to it. It was something that I was fine with, but. Not something I'm going to go back to. It's terrible. It, Don't listen to it. No, go ahead and listen to it. <laughs> listen to it. Yeah, it, it's 
Listen to everything. I don't really want to. I don't really mean that about anything. It should have been better than it was. I thought it, it, it's not as good as their first couple efforts. Um, of course, I did more clutch because you know what? At this point, just assume I listened to the new clutch album, and I will let you guys know when I've Stops. taken a week off from yeah. it. And then, uh, still so, uh, much less on the Conan album, and much more on the Witch Ripper. Ripping them witches. Speaking of Witch Ripper, you, you know would what? be cool. Yeah, let's. Dial random numbers until we find somebody. Let's see what happens. All right. Ring. Hey, guess what, guys? He answered. Woo! <laughs> what up, Curtis? Hey, what's up, guys? So, obviously, you know we got Curtis from Witch Ripper on the line. Vocals and guitar. And uh, the first question I got to get out of the way. Well, first of all, how you doing? You guys are you guys are somewhere random tonight. Left coast. <laughs> so... We're in Portland right now. It's the last night of this like two week tour we did, and tomorrow we feel like, or we'll try drive home tonight and like go to bed and sleep like four days straight. Oh, you're going home tonight? You're just leaving straight from there back to Seattle, huh? Yeah, we'll play the show in Portland tonight, and then we'll go. And try. It's like three and a half hours. We'll just drive home and do it. Not bad, not nice. bad. So, I, I I tried to do some research and figure this out, and Clint and I have the same question: Who okay. all is singing? On this album, is it just you with nineteen personalities? Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> Doing the whole thing, dude. That's crazy. I, I you sound like at one point you gargle barbed wire and <laughs> broken glass, and then the next point you sound like Burton C. Bell singing all angelic and shit. Well, it's just I get one of my big pieces from bands is like um, guys screaming, and it's just the same tonality, everything. You know, and so like, you got to pull out variants in there. You can shape your vocals if you're screaming or singing to kind of hit different peaks or like the different amounts of aggression in it and stuff like that. And just, you know, it adds a lot more variance to music, I feel like. Sure, I get that. It's just really impressive that you yeah. can go so far one way and then so far the other. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not, uh, I don't know what to say, but yeah. Yeah, we were like, oh, I mean, it sounds like I looked at some videos and stuff, and I see your bass play, player has a, uh, you know, has a mic in front of him, but I haven't seen him, you know, I didn't see him singing or anything. So hats off to you for being able to go be so flexible with your vocals and, and kill, you know, all three or four different kind of styles you got going on there. It's very nice. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, we used to set up extra mics sometimes for the guys that they just want to, like, spark something out with me, but it's just recording wise. It's basically all me. And near the end of Swarm, I was like, everyone get in the room, just like gang vocal this stuff a little bit. So we got everyone's voice on there somewhere. Okay. But like, yeah, everything else is just me. Nice. So, yeah, it's fun. So, the tour that you're on right now that wraps up tonight, yeah. this, this isn't the one that's supporting Homestead, is it? Basically, like, we'll probably, yeah, like the album came out right, right before we left. And so we've been selling vinyls and stuff on there. Um, we have some other stuff planned for 2019, but this okay. is like our like, hey, West Coast homestead tour. Okay, so like, hit it real quick and then go back home for a little while and get back out there. Yeah, like we, our goal in the future, as far as touring goes, is basically trying to get on festivals and touring around that. Oh right. I mean, it gives you kind of like a goal while you're on the road. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, that sounds like more of a spring type thing, then. Yeah, it'll be spring. We have, I have to get, when I get back in the tour, confirm it, but we have one in the Midwest in the summer that I think we're confirmed before, and we'll plan a tour around that for sure. Any, any Ohio dates in there? Maybe. I mean... <laughs> that's where, that's where we are. Yeah. I know, like, Chicago is where the fest is at. Um, and I, like, I grew up, I didn't grow up, I went to college in Minnesota, so we're going to play some shows around there. I played in bands around that area for a long time. And so we're playing with children on that, but we haven't really started booking that stuff yet. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of Homestead, you want to give us a little insight on it? You know, what what uh, what are some of these songs about? What is there uh, like a specific meaning behind the album title? The the album title itself and then the imagery kind of counter themselves, it seems like to me. That's Seattle in the background, isn't it? Or no? Yeah, it is. Okay. So basically, like, a lot of the songs in the album, basically all of them except for probably two are about my frustrations with living in Seattle. Oh, I mean, wow. like I think we'll get this everywhere where they just these cities are just getting developed and all the arts and cultures getting gutted out of these places. And it's like 
just frustrations of like the wasteland that song is basically just about how I feel like what Seattle is turning into. Swarm is about the millions of people moving to Seattle and just like <laughs> consuming all the things that you love about it and just sitting them out. Wow. South Lake Union. So SLU is fifth to South Lake Union, which is the area of Seattle I work in, bartender. And it's just full of tech workers, just mindless, <laughs> facing your phone tech workers. So like, it's pretty like on the nose. It's just like stuff about Seattle that frustrates me. Nice. Well, we use Sucker Punch in the intro. Anything interesting about that one that you could tell us? Uh, yeah. What it boils down to is just my feelings about my own drinking. Ah. Um, like that chorus is uh, talking about being pulled under the water and not being able to get out of it. And you know, I think a lot of people have gone to these parties like, wait, I'm drinking too much, blah, blah, and that kind of stuff. And uh, that song really, to me, is a ridiculous metaphor for not being pulled over like a giant squid, uh, but for drinking problems, basically. So, yeah, so, you I mean, your your songs, lyrics, and what, what are there, it's all personal stuff, kind of personal struggles and, and things, yeah. you, things you see. Things... Exactly. And I try to, like, pick, like, metaphors that are, like, probably more fun for people to listen to, <laughs> right. you know? But, like, they have a meaning for me at the end of the day, you know? Okay. Like, cool imagery that has meaning for me, I guess, is kind of how I approach lyrics. Right. Yeah, no, the uh, the, the being pulled under by the the uh, sea creature there is, is a, a... I think that's pretty fucking awesome, actually, <laughs> as, a, as an alcohol yeah. analogy. Yeah. So exactly. So, uh, pretty common question we ask: Which comes first, the riff, or the line, or the co- or the you know the the lyrics? Uh, so it's the riff. Like oh, we'll yeah. have that seems to be an unanimous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for me, like as a musician, like the guitar playing, all that stuff. That's the case, and the lyrics are frosting. You know, you right. gotta have a good case, kind of thing. So, like, as we're writing songs, I'll definitely think about, is this the verse? How long should we play that? Like, in my head, thinking about, like, vocals in that sense. We'll basically have entire, the entire song be done, and then vocals get written for it. Nice. So, what, uh, I guess, what is the writing process then? What- um, so, basically, what happens is I'll probably approach the band with the song with, like, 80, 85% done. And then as the rest of the guys will come in, we'll tweak what we like, tweak what we don't like, how long we should play stuff. We might just write, like, scrap entire parts and write new parts in it with the whole band. But, like, I guess the skeletal structure just comes from me. So, essentially, most of the writing process is you, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, like, I, when I'm home, I have a guitar that lives just next to my computer. Like, it never moves from that spot, and then just sit down on a computer chair and just, like, with a use logic on Apple and just like kind of put these song structures and songs together. And so then does Colton just takes that home and he just fleshes out his own parts. What, what goes behind here? What goes in front of here kind of thing? Or is that, do you already yeah, have those sometimes, kind of... like Sometimes there's stuff I need to hear because I'll write like multiple, like a lead line on top of something or like a kind of a higher, an upper scale part that yeah. needs to be played on top of it. But I try to leave it open because it's no fun if no one else gets to write anything. You know? <laughs> I hear so you. So it's yeah. like, yeah. So like, sometimes I probably a little band out and like, no, this has to happen. But at the same time, I want everyone else like, hey, let's put a song together as a band, not as one person. Right. Like, I think the band's going to, or the music can be stronger than that thing too, you know? Yeah. Right. The whole collaborative thing. Yeah. So we, we kind of, let's take it back a little bit. How long has Witch Ripper been Witch Ripper? We know you, you know, you have an EP, what, released in 13 or 14? So Witch Ripper, end of the day, it started my last, like, six months I lived in Minneapolis before I moved back to Seattle. I wrote and recorded that EP just by myself with the drummer of my old band, Iron Throne, the drums on it. Okay. Uh, nice. And then wrote it. I said, that's, that's pretty fucking impressive. Well, I just, like, I mean, what happened is that band Iron Thrones, like, we had, I was working on music for it. The band was kind of falling apart, so I had, like, a little bit of ideas of stuff I'd like to do, and then I just, like, took it in a kind of different direction for Witch Ripper, and just, I knew when I moved back to Seattle that I wanted to start a band. I'd have to have something basically done, because no one's going to know who I am. They're like, who's this? 
random idiot walking up to me just probably being like, hey, you want to be in a band with me? <laughs> unless you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you have something to show people like, hey, this is out. Let's put it out. I gave it to blogs. It's already getting good reviews. And like, I don't know, like seven or eight months after the album actually came out is when I started finding people to be in the band. Just nice. Speaking of reviews, I haven't seen anything negative said about anything you guys have done thus far. And if we do, we'll be sure to kick them in the balls. Right. Because we know they're wrong. <laughs> but so did what you, did you, you guys gave me a 3.8 bastard. <laughs> that would be Clint. Yeah, that would be Clint. He's a three, a, a 3.8 is pr- like the second highest. I think that he's given <laughs> after doing this. So he's, he's the music snob. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm not going to argue that. It's, <laughs> I get, I will take it. I won't argue it. Yeah, but it's with you love. You think I don't listen? I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the the EP again, real quick. Did you record it and release that yourself, or was there a, le- a record label behind it? That was all just me. And okay. the idea was brand new band, only one guy in the band, so I put it out for free because otherwise, who the heck's gonna listen to it? Yeah, you know, so this is the fourth song you see. It's a really, you know, I spent money on the recording, obviously, but I wasn't trying to make it back because I knew if I charged people for that album no one's gonna like take a chance on it so, like putting out for free like what like all these reviewers blogs and like here's a free album if you want to check it out it cost it. like right you know even on stuff like Bandcamp, you can hashtag like whatever like stoner metal or whatever you want to do and like that album stayed up top of the charts and those kind of hashtags for a long time i think mainly because it was free Jeez. You know, just get a lot of traffic because they're like, "Hey, here's the free album, and just get a lot of downloads." Man. Sure, that that's got to feel great, man. I mean, for me, you know, I'm I commented on one of your Facebook posts. I'm, uh, you know, Ryan Bruce, you know, aka Fluff, aka Mix Master, YouTube Extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, you know, you obviously, I'm sure you're aware you were his suggestion of the week, and I said, okay, you know, a lot of his suggestions of the week, I don't pay no mind to. I don't really. His music tastes are kind of a bit off from mine, but I said, okay, I got to check check these guys out and listen to the EP, and I said, oh, fuck, now I got to wait well, like two weeks or something for this album comes out, and of course hit you up, and you know, and, and even off here, I even told Clint, like, this is this is going to be some good shit. Um, so yeah. do you know you know Ryan personally, or I know you guys are both in Seattle. Is this is that he's just supporting the local scene there? Or? Yeah, no, I mean, like, so he lives about 40 minutes off of Seattle. Okay. Um, we met uh, basically because he found R.A.P. like in the me, and so we'll like send each other a lot of bullshit on Facebook Messenger and stuff like that, and like try to talk shit to each other as much as possible, you know. And I've like I've sold him a guitar and stuff like mine kind of thing. Like, he's a good dude, like he's a really good dude. Yeah. Is, yeah. is he, he? He's not but, offering to mix and master any of your stuff for you though. You know. He he could I, I like I keep him as a friend, you know, kind of right. thing. But now I don't want to like like he should get paid for what he does. I don't want him to like take a kind of break from that to be like that kind of thing. Right. And like I love his style of music, but I think we're as a band trying to get something a little dirtier sounding. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, we got um Seattle has so many good producers in there and we happen to have Matt Bayless just living, you know, ten minutes away from us. So I was like and I met Matt through, like, through a child I was working at one time, you know. And so he's been, like, really good. He gets a great deal, and I think he has a little bit rawer sound that fits the album really well. Okay. Yeah, it sure the fuck yeah. came out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, the dude, like, he's from, like, ISIS and Mastodon. He's played keyboards minus the bear. Like, he's a really knowledgeable, like, you know, musician. So he's a great producer as well. Good, yeah, good choice. I mean, rest, rest repose is... It's just it's just whatever, but I'm sure he does other stuff than that. But so yeah, that, that I mean, well, did you see a spike? Yeah. It's a spike in anything when he when he put that video out because I know he's got hundreds yeah. hundreds of thousands of followers. Did he? Did he? Yeah, have... I mean, like YouTube culture is weird. Yeah, like, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we have like basically our the, our lyric video had come out of time, and just like everyone's comments were fluff sent me. Like, I don't know if they, like, post that thinking, like, oh, man, maybe Fluff will see this sick. You know, it's right, like a really yeah. funny way yeah. to comment on a video, but that's what they should do. Um, but, yeah, it's only a spike in, like, YouTube traffic, for sure. And I always appreciate him being down and get full shots, shots, stuff like that. Well, um, you know, 
what uh I guess what are you guys currently listening to? What are the influences here? I mean, I have different influences for what I'm doing. Uh, vocally, Neurosis and Gojira are my two biggest influences. I started showing Eureka and this guy from he's like, dude, you sound just like Scott Kelly and I basically died right there. You know? Nice. And the whole pitch screaming thing, those guys have been doing it, but I think the singer Gojira Besides, like, the Devin Townsend's of the world, those guys are just, like, amazing. But the singer Joe Jarrah really does it the best. As far as, like, you're screaming, but you're actually adding melody into your screen. Right. Like, aiming for certain notes, you know? Riff writing-wise, it's really weird. You know, I know we get the math on comparison line. I totally accept that. It's one of those things, like, if you're playing down-tuned, sludgy prog music, it's just, like, there's one band that really sets the bar for that. Um, but, like, one of my favorite musical areas is basically like the mid-2000s and all these bands were just like tuning down, playing weird music, and like that really stuck with me, and that's kind of how I feel with bands, like that's the sound I like, you know? Right. And then mixing it with like, I'm a huge like Rush fan, um, King Crimson, and like, yeah, like all these just weird prog bands, like I can't get enough of that kind of stuff, so that's a huge influence as well. Nice. It uh, it, it's not so much the riffs themselves, uh, for me personally that get the Mastodon comparisons. It's it's the things in between the like right out the gate. It I got a high on fire vibe, and I, that was before your vocals kicked in because I know you've got the Matt Pike comparisons before. Yeah, well, I can be a, I can be a pretty good Matt Pike impression. <laughs> I would believe that. So just because. I'm a neurosis nerd and you appear to be one as well. And because we're on the phone together, uh, favorite yeah. album. Oh, probably times of grace. I mean, yeah, probably that one. I don't know. I honestly, you know, the earliest that's kind of punk albums. Like I like them. I appreciate them for what they are, but like, yeah, they're not for me either. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I, I love those early albums because his bass player does a lot more vocals and he just sounds like an angry caveman. And that's, <laughs> I can get a kick out of that. Right. But, <laughs> get a kick out of that. You know, the later stuff, one of my favorite moments, I forget the song is, but there's this moment where the band gets, gets quiet and I believe it's Scott Kelly just shouts to the wind, but it's like one of the longest screams I've ever heard in my entire life. And then the band kicks in. I think that's... Like, Go ahead. It's amazing. I, I think that's something on uh, Eye of Every Storm or maybe... Yeah, it's off of that album. I just don't know the song. Yeah, it's good stuff. I uh, I love me some neurosis as well. Brian gets to sit this one out. He's not smart enough. Yeah, I don't. Um, and like that band to me, like they're crushing live. And like we always get the same thing said about us. When you see us live, it's a little bit heavier experience. We're pretty loud, and I don't like hold back vocally. You know, so it's like I love that when bands are just like crushing. Live. Right. So I guess you know you say this is a two week run. Yeah. Is there any laws in that? You know, when you're going out giving it Hell every no. fucking thing every damn night, is there ever, ever that one night where it's just, dude, man, I really would like to just take a nap. Just not. <laughs> well, you get sleepy. I mean, there's times where I'm like, before we play a set, I'm just like, hey guys, I'm just going to go to the van and like lay down for a little while. I'm just tired. But it's not even like a physically tired thing. It's just the fact that you just haven't gotten much sleep. You're always driving and stuff like that. Right. Um, but like once the set kicks in, like it's, you don't, yeah, you just gotta give it your all. Otherwise, people are just gonna be not into it, you know. Yeah, once right. you once you get like, up there, I'm sure there for a show. You I'm, know? I'm sure everything is like okay. I'm fucking awake now. I got all these people in front of me. Adrenaline <laughs> kicks in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like for me, like you know, they shot tequila and get on stage. You know, nice. Wake up a little bit. <laughs> is that is it? Is it just a shot? What is the pregame ritual? Vocal warm up or anything? Uh, there's probably no, like, actual ritual, <laughs> but try to get, like, a little shot or something in me. Right. Just a little bit, uh, a little courage juice, right? right? A little let go. So you don't do anything yeah. vocally to warm up? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, when you're on tour, you're doing it every night. You don't really need to. That's true. That's true. Um, when we play shows that are just one-off shows, we, just, we obviously practice sometime during that week before it and that's a good warm-up as long as i can like get a little bit of yelling in even like two days before the show i'm fine you know it's uh it's it's never been the vocal thing that 
concerns me as much, probably because I can't fucking sing. But uh, I have to, I've got my own little ritual that I've got, even just with the bullshit little things that Brian and I do, I've got to spend like half an hour with my bass before I can do anything functional with it. It's annoying as fuck. (laughs) The idea that, you know, you guys on tour and these vans and shit get to the venue, set your shit up, and just go out there and do it always blows my mind. Yeah. This is, I don't know, I've been doing this a long time, so it's like, just get used to it, you know? Is there, is there anything on this, you know, two-week stint that's any any kind of, any good stories or any uh, mishaps or anything, anything good come out of this besides just spreading your music? Uh, well, yesterday I randomly got a Misfits tattoo on my leg, so I was bored. Why not? <laughs> um, one of my things, one of my favorite moments of this tour, we actually had a day off. Because, you know, like, it was, like, a Monday, and you're in the middle of nowhere. So we actually got an Airbnb in, like, Lima, Montana, which is, like, population 225 people. Just one general store, not even a grocery store, just, like, a gas station <laughs> store. <and all> that. <laughs> and we got out there, you know, smoke a little bit, drink a little bit, and you go outside, and you can just see all the stars. And it was amazing. Nice. And then, like, we had a little pocket amplifier with us. So we played some music with cows. Why the fuck not? You're out there in the middle of nowhere, you know. <laughs> Please tell me like, there was some form fun. of a cow mosh pit that started. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they wouldn't come close to us, but they all immediately just turned over, just staring us down. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> you don't come around here, boy, and play that music. You better put yeah, yeah, Nate Williams yeah. on there. Um, but it was it was fun. So the name, real quick. What you know? What's with the name? How would you? That seems like a brainchild of yours. You know what? Is there a story behind that? Yeah. Where are you guys from? Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So, like, I was in Minneapolis at the time, and I moved back to Seattle about 2012. And for me, like, it was, I hadn't heard of all these just, like, the millions of, like, West Coast donor bands that are out there. You know, like, everyone's, like, bong smoke this, <laughs> you know, witch cauldron that. Right. But I was like, cool i want to do something like i always thought that electric wizard is one of the greatest band names ever the imagery of conjure uh conjures so i want to do something like similar to that but also i was like we're not going to play slow music so i want to keep them like actually like kind of like all right these guys are about to go out there and shred your face off and like the name actually does fit what we're doing really well but For it's sure. really funny because people are always sometimes they book us and like oh i thought you were gonna sound like more like black sabbath i'm like that's <laughs> not happening <laughs> So yeah, yeah. It was, so it was just you sat and thought, you know, just kind of put two words together that you think would would represent your sound and you know, kind of kind of be yeah. the face of the. So and your your font is cool as shit too. I mean, I think right. it really fits. You know, everything else is very unique and all that stuff. Do you have a an artist that you go to, or do you have any input on on the album artwork and you know all that all that other stuff? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm probably too picky about that shit. Um, <laughs> EP was the EPR a buddy of mine with Fountain is a tattoo artist. He's also done some t shirt designs for us. Um there's a absolutely amazing artist in Portland where we are tonight. His name's Adam Burke. He's actually like gotten really, really popular now, so he's doing a ton, a ton of uh, band album artworks right now. But he just started like these amazing oil paintings and so I talked to him, I was like, I basically want this like weird old prophet looking over the looking over Seattle as it's kind of crumbling and on fire. You know, like this is like, hey, this is what this city's turning into prophesizing like this is what Seattle's gonna look like. So do you have a painting of that then? He does. I want to buy it from him. I'm I'll print off a picture. I was going to say, I'll get I, this, it's awesome I, and everything. I'll but. get this put on canvas at Walmart here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I, I told him, I was like, don't sell it to anyone else. Eventually, I will buy it, please. And he's been cool about that. That's so. awesome. Yeah, that is pretty awesome. So, all right. Well, we know, you know, everyone might not know that this guy's got a show to play here shortly. And, uh, you know, Taking his time to talk to a couple fucking idiots about only like three thousand miles away. <laughs> yeah. Um it's so, all good. So we kind of wrap it up with uh, you know, a typical kind of cliche question. Uh you're you're getting shipped off to an island. You need to t- you can only take one album. What's that album gonna be? Oh shit. Um <laughs> oh, shit. 
Sometimes it might be a night of the opera, like Queen. Nice. Um, I love these answers. Maybe. Maybe Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. It's something old, like that old shit really has my heart. Right. Uh, Into the Outdoor. Zeppelin. Yeah, I don't know. Or, yeah, something like that. The one album thing always bothers me. So it's <laughs> yes. like, you gotta pick a, do I pick a metal album? Do I pick something that's like, just, I've been listening to for years and still enjoy it? Yeah. Right. Is it something I'm listening to right now? Is it something that I've liked? All my yeah. life, it is something that's got heavy and metal. Yeah, mine went. Mine's absolutely what I've always said. It's it's great Southern Trinco. I got everything I need on that album for me. But, uh, <laughs> it is, we did play uh, some Pantera for the cows. So nice. <laughs> Those fucking cows. Cows need more. Pantera. They don't know how good they got. Well, we, it was like cows, so I had to play Cowboys from Hell. Like, <laughs> like ah. what else am I? What can I? How can I not do that? You know, that makes all this story right. That's itself. the smartest thing I've heard today. All yeah. right, well, Curtis, we really appreciate you. You've been more than uh, generous to us on uh, on the um, what I hit you up on the Facebook. Yeah, we normally on the we, Facebook. we normally you know talk to people through Instagram, but the Facebook. oh yeah, uh, speaking of the Instagram, we we've posted about you guys a couple times, and uh, apparently you played San Diego a week or two ago. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, ninety seconds after I posted something about you guys uh, a couple days ago. One of the guys that uh, we talked to kind of regularly immediately commented about how you guys tore it up in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, if I was ever going to uh, basically move out of Seattle, San Diego is where it'd go. We <laughs> love that city and it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. I hear the weather's all right. <laughs> yeah. And there's a wonderful dive bar down there called the tower bar. We played it three times now and it's, it's always super fun. Awesome. Well, speaking of fucking shitty bars, we hope you find one here <laughs> we got, by us to yeah, fucking play here soon. So thanks, Curtis. We appreciate your time. We know you got a fucking show to kill, and all your band members are probably in there getting fucking wasted while you sit somewhere nice and quiet talking to us. They've got his shot of tequila ready. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're in a hot, sweaty van <laughs> waiting for us to get done. <laughs> thanks again. We hope, obviously, this is not the last time we talk. If you do come anywhere near us, we will be hunting you down with a a microphone and a handshake and a beer and all that good stuff. So thanks again. Uh, nothing but praise on the new album. We'll be looking forward to more uh, more music and hopefully a uh, a visual performance from you guys here sometime in the future. Thanks, Chris. Oh, yeah. We got stuff from the works. Don't you worry about that. All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. So, well, first of all, I mean, obviously, that was fun. That was some good stuff. The first the little first bit of audio is a little, a little garbly, but uh, stick with it. It's worth. If you're still with it right now, you did. You, you did, and it was worthwhile. You get a gold star. This is me putting a gold star on your chest. Thanks to them. I mean, someone like just the, for a point of reference, Curtis got three gold stars for all the audio. So, you know, you getting one just for listening is pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a pretty, it's a pretty good uh, reward. But dude was a lot of fun. We, I mean, nothing about our our interest in in appreciation for the music is fake at all that shit is fucking fantastic yeah it uh it, it's i i'm gonna admit something here oh shit brian doesn't have very good taste in new bands they're not new in bands that i haven't heard of <laughs> i found one guys and he fucking nailed it this one and uh Harry carry for the hair for this guy am i saying that right Harry i feel Curry, like there's yeah. an m in there no Okay, but they were pretty all right too. I don't really listen to them anymore, but these guys, Witch Ripper, will sure the fuck stick around. These guys are badass. So, thanks, Curtis. Thanks, Joseph. Thanks, Colton. Thanks, Brian. We didn't get to talk to any of those guys. They were in a hot bus. Like they Colton were taking said. pictures of Curtis wearing <laughs> a Batman <laughs> mask while he was talking to us. <laughs> so, anyways, in news, in the news. Oh yeah. The new album's called Homestead. You already knew that, but we're telling you. Yes, that's the album. Back to the news. Buy it. Support the band. This is it's a good story about mosh pitting. I love it, dude. It's good, clean fun. We've been out of the mosh pitting uh, business for quite a while. Uh, you drug me back into that fucking it, We weren't really... And it was a goddamn Norma Jean. I feel so stupid saying that the Norma Jean pit was the one that I ended up in fucking 12 years later. It wasn't even... what well, We weren't like in it, in it. We were on right. the outskirts. But we have been in the mix of shit, I, for me, probably 12 times or something like that. I mean, what? not a ton. Yeah. 
12 is probably a lot of the concerts I went to weren't really pit worthy, I guess. Like Danzig, there wasn't really a, a pit at Danzig. I remember my first time. I, we, you know, all the conversations we have that aren't being recorded, yeah, are fine. And then we What's get to recording, and you say things that make me think oh, 12 how, pits. How the fuck is that's this not enough? Guy? 12? I, uh, no, I don't remember last week. It could have been 57. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's <laughs> why. I'll give you that. I never got any cool injuries or anything, though. I, I was. I got know. the big scar on the left eye. <laughs> I got my shit split open there. Uh, anyways, keep going. Yeah, just saying how it's derived or you know passed along generation to generation, like old tribes and stuff. It's a yeah. really cool article by kind of the unwritten rules. Yeah, metal. Yeah, metal injection wrote it. You know, if someone falls down, you instantly pick them up. It's not a fight. It is controlled chaos. Yeah, it's controlled chaos where everyone's got the same. You know, you do have some fucking asshole cocksucker motherfucker. There's always that guy, and that guy always gets ruled fucking out. Yeah, it's it's. It, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy just swinging your fist and elbows. No, like a fucking that's not helicopter. It, you jerk that's ass. Not, Go back to listen to your local. Yeah. And anyways, we don't need to tell Fuck you how to guy. mosh, but you know the article makes a lot of sense. It lines it up with just being Old fucking tribal rituals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, just, just primal instincts, man. Yeah. Getting there and fuck shit up with some mutual control and, chaos. I love it. It, it even talks about you know people think you know metal heads and stuff are just brutal assholes and this and that. No, we just don't fucking want to deal with their shit and the shit we have to deal with. We're going to leave it out there. In, well, they are going to leave it out there in the pit because you and I are just going to sit on the microphone. You listen to Sonny and Cher all damn day. Went home and beat your wife. Yeah, we you got it out in the pit. Yeah, we feel better. Nobody went to jail. Nobody got bruises. I might okay. Maybe some people. Got I think bruises. I need to link link that in the show. I'm, this is a reminder myself. Put that in the show. That's a good article. Right? It is a good article. It's uh, it's it's fun stuff. The uh, the unwritten rules things has like a. I, I'm not a big baseball person, but it's got a big baseball theme to it too. That I don't think I think they kind of missed. But uh, whatever, they got to write the article. I just read it. <laughs> Who wants to get giddy right now? Who wants to about leave machine, machine head? head? Is there anybody left in the room that doesn't want to leave Machine Head? Flynn, put your hand down. <laughs> You've got, you can't leave Machine Head. You are the reason everybody else is leaving. Sit down. Stop saying things. This got added to the outline approximately two hours ago while I was waiting for Clint to get off work. This is fan. It's fantastic, and it's not because I don't want. I it's, don't want. I really wanted to lose his band, but that, he's. He, that's what he's done. It's a bummer that Machine Head's become a punchline. If they were still putting out good music, it would suck. But the last album, obviously, Catharsis was fucking garbage. It is garbage. And, you know, I went back and tried to listen to Bloodstone and Diamonds, and there's a couple good songs on there, but really there's not a lot That's the album before it? Yeah, there's not a lot there either. He was he was showing his hand sort of before. It, you know, it was it like, was, this is where we're going. I tried so hard to fucking love that album too, and now I realize that that's what I was doing. Is yeah, it, uh, the, the whole damn band quit. <laughs> the whole damn band. So funny. It is. The whole damn band said, you know what, Rob? Fuck you, man. I can't do it. But he, they're all contractually obligated to do yeah. this fucking tour. He puts a rosy spin on it in the article. He he, he gets sort of, uh, you know, the... the Wispy. What, no, the, the LSD. The, 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 I was reading Randy's book last night. He calls it LSD, Lee Singer disease. Oh, for sure. So he And, and he goes on this, like, I've, he's, this is a quote. I've got a lot of drive, but I got a lot of anger and rage. Yeah, I can, it really came through on catharsis. And that drive of mine has alienated folks in the band. Uh, no, you, you you're just gone the opposite way. You're not. You don't have a hard edge anymore. You're no. fucking soft. Uh, and he, but he's he is very classy about it when he he says yes. I respect Phil and Dave's decision. Um, I will get honored that. and grateful. You know I, they've I, been I in the band fifteen and twenty. Phil's been in twenty three or or let's see other way. Dave Dave's been in fifteen and Phil's been and they're for twenty three. Whatever no, it is. Other way. Phil's been in the band since the Blackening, which was a pretty good place to come on. Fuck it. Man, That's oh my man. go-to. I thought that they were going to just destroy the world after that. I thought they were going to be the next fucking they Metallica. Yeah. And th- that's like the second time I've thought that about them. And then uh, Dave McClain, the drummer, came on after Burn My Eyes. He's been there since the second album. So, And he's a fucking For 15 badass. years, and the other guy for 23 years. Right. You know, and then, you know, this isn't like... These guys have been here for the past two shitty albums. This is fucking Dave McLean's an honest long relationship. Shit. Yeah, and 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 Flint even says that he like spent some time crying and shit. Well, like, yeah, I mean, I can see how you could would grow apart. Some guys like Rob want to do 
some something different, but the other guys are still kind of who they are. Right. You know, they're not growing together. But you know, just uh, just right off the top, <laughs> it's funny. But it's not at the same time because Machine Head was a good band, dude. I adored Machine Head. Hopefully, People, them to go off and do something else and get a new guy. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. We didn't actually mention that the the bass player He's who has been in the band for one album or two albums. He at first he said, "You know what? I'm out too." And then he came back and said, "Oh shit, I don't have anything else going on." I'll can stick, you give me a ride home? Rob? Like, can I get a ride? <laughs> yeah, he's sticking around. Um. And you know this is like mildly personal for me because I've always adored Machine Head. Yeah. And you know, like I said, I tried to love Bloodstone and Diamonds, and I can I haven't I haven't listened to a, a song off of that. The I, Blackening is right where I go every the, time. The, see, <clears throat> you know that's how I do things though. Let's I know, skip that. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but again, you should do other things. You should, I will actually. You know what? Oh my God, I was wrong as shit. The Blackening is not where Phil Demel came on. It was the album before that. It's through the Ashes of Empires. That's okay. Which you should check out. Okay. Um, I, I've always had a big soft spot in my heart for Machine Head. I've loved all that shit. I even stuck with him through their new metal years with the Burning Red and Supercharger. And you know what? I think both can agree we still wish him luck in whatever musical venture he keeps right. going on. They'll be here in Columbus in like three or four weeks. Neither one of us are going, but we wish him whatever. And you know he'll keep the name and he'll go on and keep making shitty music. Or maybe he'll maybe retire. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Are they making? Is he? Does he have retirement Dude, money? He's coming up on. He's got to be fifty. He just had his fifty. Uh, yeah, he just had his fucking fifty-year-old birthday party. I I saw shit about it over the summer. God damn, that gives me hope. It, yeah, but at the same time, it's you, know, it's it's Christian, you know. Where you know, I want to work my way into wearing college T-shirt. <laughs> at some at some point, you've got to boil that off and move on. That is true. I mean, at fifty, you know, when you consider his age, and you know, he's just doing him. Oh, but you know, us us as fans, we're just going to keep only wanting what we like, and when we don't like him anymore, he's gone. Sooner or later, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to come back to Machine Head because again, I love him. I love those. I love everything up to maybe when we're fifty, we'll love catharsis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of something we do love and currently and will probably always, I hope so. The foof. The it's and you know I I get it with this. It's not metal, quote unquote. And are are the Foo Fighters even? Are the Foo Fighters my favorite band in any damn spectrum? No, but is Dave Grohl top like, to bottom the coolest solid yeah. motherfucker in any damn spectrum? Yeah, he's top three no matter and what. He, I mean, he. Uh, this is kind of goes without saying. Makes takes Foo Fighters to the extra level of being cool. Like if it was some fucking. Oh, you mean writing all the songs? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, no, yeah, I mean being being him and his personality and everything that is Dave Grohl. I think takes him. You know, instead of taking music just for listening to it, if you know Dave Grohl for what we know him, you know whatever right. that that means, it makes it better. The dude is a fucking great dude as far as what we know from what we see. Yeah. yeah. Entertaining to to watch, and apparently, why is entertaining? Apparently, he's, it's it's medicated. <laughs> is that even this story, or is that no? This was the Super Bowl story. Yeah. So, well, we got two. We'll roll them into one fucking yeah, one. Yeah, like so I said, I want to kind of nominated or right. I didn't read that one, so I want Clint to help me here. Dave Grohl and his Foo Fighters have been uh, they've been in talks with the with people that do the Super Bowl. And might actually at some point do the the Super Bowl halftime show, which would be the first time, even when Janet Jackson showed her tits, that I actually sat down and watched the damn Super Bowl. But Maroon Five show. is also named in this article. Maroon Five is the halftime show this year. Oh, the, if you read the article toward the end of it, him and uh, the him and Taylor Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, start bashing the Super Bowl, and at the end of it. Dave actually says, you know, but I'm just saying that because we didn't get picked this oh, year, so they didn't get picked. Okay, and. If they ever actually do, because what what led all this is Dave Grohl's pregame drinking ritual it's before he hits the stage. It's better than yours. Oh my god, dude! It look, I've got. I would have thought he was sober. I've got some drinking things going on, but this dude, this dude made me say, "Damn!" To 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 keep it, and this to, is before he gets out in front of twenty thousand people. Do to you keep it he, concise, we're talking three or four beers and about six or seven shots of Jaeger within an hour. No, we're talking like seven or eight beers. I don't think there's no damn way that's three or four beers. I read the article; it's something like that. It, it's, Whatever, it's two beers, four and seven. Two beers isn't going to make a big difference. Uh, but 
you know, seeing him live, he's got his shit together. He's got 40,000 notes to remember. He plays every goddamn, well, I guess he just plays the guitar and the drums in the show. But I would have never thought. That's it? He just sings, plays guitar, Well, I was going to say all the instruments, but I guess, you know, anyone can play the bass, so he skips that. <laughs> but uh, it, it just, this was one of those stories that I had no idea. Clint had no idea. It's kind of funny to see that there, someone's there been also, out so long. Uh, I knew that there was something else in there. There's wine and champagne going around, too. Yeah. <laughs> Which gives you a great fucking buzz. Completely different. That's than the rest just, of it. oh man. Just, you probably never had a wine or champagne buzz. I've had I had a wine face. Oh, did you? I did. I missed it. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. I drank, a wine, I drank a bottle of wine as fast as I drink a bottle of beer. It, it really. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't drink wine. And then you <laughs> exactly. shit get you fucked up. Um, so, I actually, never, next, I actually never thought about this, but apparently no one in the core of metallica though oh we're already moving on yeah i was gonna uh, hang on we are we already got oh, 48 minutes okay fine. <laughs> so, well, but again we can skip some of this and that's fun dude i mean okay no you know, we're already past it go yeah. ahead so none of the three core members truly holy holy the ho is the only one that's not <laughs> What's his what name? was that how do you pronounce his name the basis robert trigio trigio yeah was that you trying to pronounce his name Holy, 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 holy. Wow. No one's done a solo project. And apparently, the least of the people I want to do one, well, I guess second least, Hammett is saying he's got enough uh, stuff to do one. So who's Lars? Lars, yeah. <laughs> Lars could it. not do anything. <laughs> yeah, no one wants a drum solo project. Lars could not do anything without James Hetfield. I want to see James Hetfield's fucking solo project oh, all goddamn day. And apparently he alludes that he might have one as well. No. Metallica, he does say that. Metallica is James and Lars's solo project. Whatever. You didn't watch a two-hour interview with him on the Joe Rogan show this week. I fucking most certainly So I know not. more than you. I, that's fine. That but doesn't anyways, make Kirk, me wrong. Kirk says he's got a stack of fucking horse shit that no one wants to hear that he's going to release that is not going to be metal at all. He also lost a whole album on an iPhone before. That's a lot of wah. That's, that's everything. So, I mean, take all this with a grain of salt. Yeah, the only reason it's on here, it's a big deal. Because Metallica is a big deal. Because Metallica is a big deal, right? <laughs> not, no this one really... way we can hashtag Metallica and get more click. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> content, baby. <laughs> Hashtag clickbait. All right, and then uh, Chevelle. I'm surprised you put this on here. Hey, we can skip it. All this stuff is relative, buddy. Chevelle's got on going on a tour that used to be cool. I don't really Chevelle's dig him. Not going on tour. Chevelle's got a oh, new album. album yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not even new songs. That's kind of why I'm interested because it's old shit. That's a good point. Very good point. It's not. There's not. It's now, not it's new shit. It's, I mean, Chevelle. They put out an album like every two or three years, almost machine like, and there's. Inevitably, there's three or four songs on there that are that come through right, and then it's I don't know. I guess I like Chevelle. I, I feel like I guess I like him. <laughs> am I admitting something here? Is this something? Uh, did I just come out of the closet? I, they're, for me, they're okay. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. It, like every album has got a couple of few songs. There, there's a handful of albums that I can do front to back that are really fun. And uh, the B sides thing interests me because I, I know some of these things just from looking at the titles that they've been around for a long time. Yeah. That would that is kind of cool if for bands that were kind of I don't know for them but past their heyday to kind of bring some B sides back that'd be exciting for a fan because it sure. was written when you liked the exactly. band. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I I don't. I'm agreeing with you, and you're trying to find I, a way to fucking argue I, I about it. I just don't like the phrasing. I, it, I I'm not like trying to bag on Chevelle, but at the same time, I yeah, we already said they're just okay. they're just they're okay. fine. We're fine. Yeah. yeah, we're not mad. And at then. Uh, you know the the guy that uh, the, I didn't know this existed until you told me whatever long ago that we're guessing is getting ready to leave the sword <laughs> is touring with Doom Side of the Moon. Uh, it's a it's super a short tour. It's only like four or five fucking. It's every four shows. Two of them in Texas. They don't even. It, the whole, it's it's all the sword except for the singer too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So who's singing? Who uh, sings? Uh, the, <laughs> so, gonna, but real quick. No, wait. You're gonna love this. The the singer. It, I I can't come up with his actual name, but he's from a band called Brown Sabbath. Oh, no, I've never actually listened to it. That sucks. So he's good at mimicking or something, I guess. I don't know. Have you never actually listened to that Doom Side of the Moon? No, dude, do I'm it. Going, well, fuck yeah, I it's good. But it's good. Doom Side of the Moon is 
basically covering Pink Floyd songs in Doom style. No, it is. That's what it's. It, it's Dark Side of the Moon front to back. Oh well, okay, yeah, we and take yeah, it, yeah. They've they've reinterpreted some narrow. of the songs, yeah, yeah and in Doom style. So you get all the greatness. Like, of I'm excited Floyd. to hear Europe because they completely reverse money and take the riff in a completely different way. I, I'm excited to see what but you think about it. Down. Right. Instead of being so bass oriented, it's it's driving. I, I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Listen to it. And if you hearing this haven't heard it and like Pink Floyd and the sword or, or, Doom, or Doom, if you don't like Pink Floyd or you like any Doom. of these things, yeah. just listen. Are we reviewing this? I asked you All that right. three damn times. Uh, we are reviewing Kid Mode. I get the feeling it's going to be a quick one. What's Ken stand for? I saw this. Kill everybody now. That's right. That's good it's shit. It's based on uh, Henry Rollins' autobiography or some shit like that. Who'd have thought Henry Rollins was to kill everyone now? Well, nowadays, nobody. <laughs> but back then, everybody. Back in the day, he was a fucking maniac. I'll go first. First thing, I've made some notes on this one because it's there's a lot going on, kind of. The artwork is fucking insane. That's I, the first thing I noticed. <laughs> there's a black silhouette with eyes. You know, it's kind of like a a, a haunted kind of thing to me, but a little more down, almost <laughs> like more realistic. Yeah, very realistic. Yeah. Uh, so song number two, I think it is the illusion of dignity. The saxophone. No. The snare. Oh. Sounds like it's in the, the other fucking room. I'm at work, and I have my good headphones on, and I'm like, someone's tapping somewhere else <laughs> over there <laughs> to the beat of this fucking song. I don't know what they did there, but that was fucking weird. It was so weird. I got him in there. You should you should listen. It sounds You'll think someone upstairs is fucking tapping I, along. I can't get past the saxophone in that damn song. <laughs> I think I come back to something like that. Um, yeah, this is a love test, which I described as jazzy spoken word doom. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> you disagree with that? I, I'm gonna let you finish. It is. I don't normally, you know, I, don't, I do like jazzy spoken word doom though. That's fucking awesome. It's uh, remind me to hashtag that. <laughs> it the, for what they do with it, I, I think it's actually kind of cool because it, it it gets into it and then gets away from it and gets into it and gets away from it and it's kind of like uh you know like Christian said it's it's loud it's soft loud or whatever all that you know it gets real soft loud, quiet loud yeah. quiet loud but then it comes in kicking your ass so right when you when I start to get irritated with the spoken word part it comes back in and says hey hello here's I'm still fucking gonna murder you no, I, even though I just said I'm gonna let you finish I'm gonna interrupt real quick here's my exact notes for this is a love test sounds like that stupid sax is back I think this <laughs> is their quote unquote slow song. It's not bad, definitely save for that song. sax. <laughs> definitely their slow song. And I got in the, the uh, No Gentle Art. No Gentle Art. Uh, if you Wait, take you listen to this on Shuffle? Was that it before that? It's like the first song. No Gentle Art is not. It's like the last song. Anyways, I listened to it on Spotify. Clint's fucking high as shit. Drunk. Don't make me. <laughs> so but my notes on that is it like the first band that popped in my head was old cold chamber if you took away the fucking horns. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, I don't have any idea how you got there. Well, you never do. You don't hear music the same way I do, so that makes sense. Okay, yeah, you're it, right. No general arts of life song. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm listening and then cold chamber pops into my head besides the fucking horn shit and like the way like I don't know the way he's like talking like this. I don't know. It just popped in my head like that's what I thought of. Overall it's pretty good. We went back and forth on what we should review. Nothing was really jumping out at us as far as like fucking killing it. What's the name of this album? Lover or some shit <laughs> that we put? Loved. Loved, yes. Um, I'm going to give it 2.6. You're going to end up higher than I am. Um, I went through, uh, I, I made, I saw that the album was 35 minutes and made sure I found time for it this morning to, to give it the run through that I didn't. I still feel like I shortchanged Conan and Witch River last week. But at the same time, I don't. It's just, I would have came to the same damn number. I just wouldn't have had the elaborate notes. Yes, I saw. <clears throat> oh, no. I'm... Okay. Uh, my biggest, it, it, these guys feel like a converged, unsane mix. And they're missing 
Converge? Yeah. You think they go that heavy? Converge was where I got got they go Verge. that heavy, you think? Yes. Okay. It, it's the uh it's it's the lack of thickness that points me towards them. And when they do get thicker with the whole noise rock thing, it, it veers towards unsane. And I don't think which they're like linked with the unsane. They, they, I, the guy who does unsane album was actually producer. Produced album, this one, yeah. And uh, you which did. is why you get the same sound, I guess, right? Like you just said. I don't think it's the same sound at all. Oh, I I can't stand these guys' sound. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. it it's so. It, it's I, I, like halfway through the album, I realize that this is one of those things that I don't typically get because it's more lyric and vocal driven. Even though his vocals aren't very good. I like this movie. Vo- they're not bad. When they're good. they're. Uh, but I think it's one of those things that's more... He's trying li- to do the Curtis thing, and, and Curtis kills the uh, 17 voices Look thing. at you kissing ass. <laughs> it, it's, I think it's a lyric thing, and I'm never going to... Uh, that's just not my thing. Even with bands that I adore, like Clutch and COC and all that, where lyrics are fun, but it's not why I'm there, and it's definitely not why I'm there for this. It, it's just a lack of... Thickness. I can't. E- I can't even think of a better like way. Low to say end, it. or just fucking gritty. Just, everything like... feels so stringy, and okay. there's not enough right. chords. It, it's just <laughs> okay. And more chords, guys. And that fucking saxophone. Oh my god. Do you think someone in the band plays that, or is that? Is that I don't. A, is that I don't, a keyboard? I, I honestly don't want to know. I. 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 My note for the second song. They might see this. You know, they're not that big. My note for the second <laughs> song is. That's what I talked about. Not good, purposely shitty sax fo- solo, question mark? That's like my solo in Peach. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> that's awesome. It, that's it, the illusion it, it, of dignity, right? It's off. No, it's... Uh, yes, the yes, song. it is. Yes, it is. Uh, feathers and Lips has, has a good riff and groove, but it doesn't really push out or anything. Uh, learning to be... Uh, learning uh, here, learning to be cold is where I started realizing that this might be more of a because all the track titles are really cool. So I assume that the lyrics follow, and my notes here say that it, it's just another. What do you give it? Type thing. What do you give it? Come on, hang on. We can't, I, I got time for every song. Towards the end, uh, towards the, I'm trying to find. <laughs> We're on Twitter. We're on. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want some music to come in while you're trying to talk. Okay, like on the Grammys or something. Very small man, number six has good pace. Hard to hear what the guitar is doing because it's just like so fucking back there. But the outro is really cool. So you get 10 seconds of good. And then seven, this is a love test, is where that stupid sax comes back. <laughs> but then the last song, the outro. Are you sure it's a sax? I'm not. Okay. Yeah, it's I couldn't it, tell what it was either. It's honestly fucking noise. It's noise. They're noise rock. And then uh, no gentle art that has that slow build and then it actually comes in with chords and fucking jams for a minute and there's there's a spot there where you see that dude these guys could be pretty fucking cool but in the end for me they're not <laughs> I'll give it two and that's just because that's pretty good for all the negative shit you just said that's just because I've got a handful of beers in me I, I had fun talking with Curtis and <laughs> Curtis up their review by being yeah. so fucking cool uh, up the uh, Ken mode right. review all right, guys. Clint wants to tell you where we're at. We're done. That's it. That's oh, it? Gear Geeking. I got a new guitar in the mail. We'll uh, talk about I that later. Think, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, and I still haven't got to play with my pedal, so. Yeah. We're uh, out. We're on all the social places. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. I think, like, four people. My pretty face is on Facebook. there. You're pretty face. We'll have to have it. Anyway. Uh, Twitter, we're on Twitter. Dylan said so. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> too cute. Find us on there. Like us on there. Too cute. Hell, we're more than likely to reciprocate. Oh shoot, we're uh, we're friendly like that. We're, if you're hearing us, you found a place to listen to us. I'm still uh, got yeah, the pit in the conversation to find other places to put this damn thing. We don't need to. We're we're uh, we're blowing up. We're going viral. Right if now. you want some stickers, give a shout. I woke up this morning at three o'clock in the morning. It was four something. To, to, to four something. I saw. I was like, holy shit. At four something in the morning to get up and take the old guy middle of the night leak, 
and saw a, a message from a dude in Singapore wanting a sticker. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Give a holler. You want a sticker? You get a sticker. You get a sticker. We're out of here, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> oh, premature. Oh, premature. What I miss? Bye. We didn't do the email. EOStupidity at gmail.com. Double.